재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape. Every week we get to know somebody really cool, either who lives here or is passing through, and we really have a guest that fits the bill this week. He has done some amazing things in his relatively young life so far. He's a Korean photographer who is named formally Che Kyung-wan, but he's better known as K. Che, and he has a huge body of work in the form of street and documentary, documentary photography. He studied at Long Island University in the U.S., returned to Korea, and built his career with several books, a whole bunch of exhibitions, and a lot of photos that were taken in more than 73 countries. He's working on a project now that he calls Pieces of Earth. K. Che, Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. So you've kind of lived the life that uh, everybody dreams about. I mean, your passport must look like a telephone book at uh, this point, right? Yes. I have to change it a lot. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> 75, at least 75 countries, and you're stacking them up maybe past 100 countries. Your most recent trip for photography um, was South America. Do I have that right? Uh, yes. So I just returned from South America in December. Yeah. Uh, I was there for about eight months. Wow. Yes. Just eight months. And you uh, went to all the countries? or uh, Most of all countries. I missed Colombia because of, of the, the situation over there at yeah. the moment. And then, uh, Venezuela is a little dicey, too. Oh, right? the, yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed it up. Uh, so I missed Venezuela. I did go to Colombia. Oh, but, okay. Uh, Venezuela I missed. And then Paraguay, I, uh, my, uh, my route wasn't really going that way. So I missed Paraguay. But except for those two countries, I've, I've been to all countries in South America. And when you go to a place like South America and you say, okay, I've got an itinerary, do you go there with sort of, okay, I'm, I'm a travel photographer, I need the following list of images, like a preconceived idea? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have kind of like a rough draft of uh, where I want to go and how I want to go. And uh, so I have, have kind of a little route mapped out. But I, obviously, as with any travel, once I just get there and tr- start doing things and I see something more interesting or I hear from locals that this one place is really nice, then I take detour and some place that I, is not as nice and then I decide to leave earlier. So th- so things change, but I do have kind of a rough idea of uh, where I want to go. You got to just kind of let it happen, I guess. Yes. Uh, this is part of a thing called Pieces of Earth. And I should remind listeners, we have some sample images of yours up on our social media. If not at the moment, then we're going to put them up. Yeah, there we go. We've got some images up there. So if people want to see some of K.J.'s photographs, you can go to our Facebook page. The broader project is something called Pieces of Earth? Yes. So Tell me about that. So it's kind of like a, my uh, lifelong project, I guess. I mean, as a photographer, you can do a lot of different things. But I was inspired to uh, travel uh, from the from the moment that I really wanted to become a photographer. So I started traveling, going to different places. And then I, I realized it's something that I really want to do for, for the rest of my life. So I kind of set out this goal that I'd travel as much places as I can go to and document and Photograph these places in in just in perspectives that I only I can. Mm. So um, help me understand what is the perspective that only K. Che can achieve. Uh, well, I mean, I guess first thing a lot of people notice in my work when they look look at look at them are uh, that the co- attention to colors. Okay, and it's something that I really uh, take a lot of a lot of uh, pride on. I mean. The photographer that I, one of the photographers that I look up to, uh, Willie Ronis is one of the, uh, 19th century photographer. And he says something like, when you, uh, when you take a picture, you don't see yourself. Um, you don't see what is real, but you see yourself. And that's kind of a mantra that I have. And I always say, 
I take colorful images not because it's something that I that I develop to do, but it's just that's that's person that I am. I'm yeah. I'm really colorful person myself, so that's how I came to be. And also the um, the so when I say I'm a travel photographer, um, it's misleading in a way because travel photography is all about getting the image. So to get image. It doesn't matter how you got that image, okay? Because the uh, the aim for the uh, travel photography is to get people want to visit that place. Sure. But for me, is is more about being candid. I'm more of a documentary photographer, so nothing in my images are planned or posed, uh-huh. or so I don't I don't like make people pose, or I don't pay people to po- do some certain things. So. Everything comes organically, yeah. so that's something I, I when take. When the moment right. happens, you catch it, and it doesn't have to be all sort of Condé Nast. Um, look at how wonderful the Chardonnay and right. the wine is. You know, it's just whatever, whatever's happening. Right. Yes. That's so cool. You've got on your um, blog or website uh, this Korean motto that starts uh, with. Yes. Can, are you able to read the Korean uh, part? Yeah, sure. 세상을 공원삼아 산책하며 산의 순간 삶의 순간들을 사진으로 담습니다. And the translation roughly is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, walking mm-hmm. around the world like a park and mm-hmm. taking pictures of moments in life. Yes. That's a nice little sort of documentary. The world as a park. Right. So, because when I, when I travel around and take pictures, I mean, I'm a documentary photographer, but when people think about documentary, they think about all this serious stuff, you know, like what's happening in the world, like struggles of the, uh, some regions, a war, the poverty, things like that. But I mean, there's need for that too. But uh, but most of the time, the work that I do, I I try to see the bright side. I always try to find happiness in people, the culture, the places that I go to. So that's how I kind of felt like that. I, I I'm taking a walk in a park. I don't take things too seriously. Yeah. And I just want to yeah enjoy what I do. Yeah, it's really the small details, right, that tell. Right. Such a, an important story, even though we overlook them. The cool thing about you know photography or videography is it can tickle sort of both sides of the brain, right? You've got the right. you could probably spend hours talking about technical things and f stops sure. and lens speed right. and all this stuff, and then there's the other stuff that we've been talking about so far, the colors and express. Are you about fifty fifty on that, the technical guy and the artistic um, guy? I'm not really technical guy at all. <laughs> I mean. I, I'm sure there are a lot of amateur photographers who who are even better with technical stuff. Uh-huh. But I don't really. I'm. I, I guess everybody's different. But for me, I'm not really one to dwell on the technical specs. But I do know like what what I have to do to get the image that I want to because I. I mean, I'm always shooting. I'm always with my camera, so I know what they do and I know what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. But I don't really. I'm, I'm. I don't get like. I don't limit. I, I guess in a way, for me, if I feel like I be li- limiting myself, if I dwell onto technical specifications and I say, oh, this I cannot do this because of this at the the resolution yeah. or the the, the lens. Uh, right. But I just, yeah, I just want to. I like trying just things out and see how it works. So I'm not really. Kind of, sounds like you kind of have the image in your mind and then you just reverse engineer what you need to get it done. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, you can almost go into kind of a reverie listening to the stuff you do. Oh, you know, I've been to dozens of countries and I just kind of go around and look for slices of life. Mm-hmm. And people really want to do that. It sounds exotic. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, is it all just, you know, kind of peaches and cream and upside or <laughs> are there 
downsides. Uh, I wish it was, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's one of the things I I hear from a lot of people. People think, you know, I'm having this life. This they are, they always tell me that they are envious of what I do. But for me, traveling is not really traveling. And it's something I always say because I don't travel to rest myself, or I'm, I, you know, I'm not say, sitting in a resort or something. I'm not enjoying the sun, or I mean, when I go someplace, because I'm just a photographer, thick and thick and thick, and I'm just every like 24 hours, I'm thinking yeah. about images. I mean, like everywhere I look, I'm seeing everything in in my viewfinders, and I'm just looking for that one shot and. Mm-hmm. And you know when you go when you're traveling, you go to one place. You go to like you know the greatest hits, you know big touristic attractions. Yeah. Yes, and you go to these uh, nice restaurants and things like that. But for me, I I I go to some of the well seemingly uninteresting places and streets where you know I go to like one street and stay there for like five six hours. Yeah. And people think there's nothing there, but I I, I feel like there's something there, and I just stay there or I visit the same place over and over. And many times, and obviously those are things that a traveler, like tourist, wouldn't do. Yeah. So it gets tiring, and like every day I walk like 20 kilometers or plus, because uh, I I believe in walking. I I believe in, I believe the type of therapy that I do it comes from how much you walk. Yeah. So I well, somebody said angels whisper to people who walk. I think it's one <laughs> of those Walt Whitman kind of guys. Right. Uh, angels whisper to people who walk. So you're. You're pounding the pavement hard when you're working. It's not like mm-hmm. a leisurely kind of pace. Right. You're working 10 hours a day, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, because I, I work for myself, so mm. I don't really limit myself to anything. But yeah, so like when I go to a certain place, until I get something that I really like, I'm I'm really restless. I It's just, you know, sometimes it takes days or, I mean, obviously a lot of, t- a lot of times I fail also. That I mean, I get some images there if I don't have... The, Im- the image that I really like, uh-huh. then I feel a little depressed. <laughs> and but you know, so I have to go on and on and just try to uh, try to minimize the my my disappointment. Yeah. And and because I travel around the world by myself, it's the it's not often that I visit the same place again. So when I there when I'm there, I tr- I really want to maximize my t- time yeah. there. So yeah, you almost it sounds as though you know you have to kind of preempt moments that are about to happen, you know, mm-hmm. go to where the moment is about to take place. Right, right. If you're always chasing what's happening now, maybe you miss it, right? Right. So it's, some people would say luck, but uh, but for me, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years now, uh-huh. so I have a little feeling that I cannot really explain, That's but right. uh, sometimes I, I feel like going to this one place or I, 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 and, or I see some people gathered or in a market i feel like there's something's about to happen and and a lot of times it does so at this point now i kind of trust my my uh my instinct and i just follow them i mean many times i fail too but mm-hmm. but i all i need is just that one time that i get the image that i want so yeah that's how i go now uh, some photographers prefer you know a big bold landscape or a, a setting a tableau mm-hmm. other photographers want to zoom right in and somebody's face fills up mm-hmm. the whole frame right do you lean towards one sort of side or the other uh, I do both things too but I guess um, uh, my passion really lies with the uh, with street photography the candid photography I like uh, telling a story uh, I mean I do enjoy portraits and I I do like landscape well actually people who Look at my images. Um, 
uh, most drawn to landscape images, I guess, because it's obviously easier to look at and, you know, it's easier to appreciate the uh, beauty of nature. But for me personally, I'm, I'm more of a people photographer. And but by people, I mean just capturing the moments. And what I, sa- I always say, I, I, want to, um, I want to capture moments that is, uh, and make extraordinary out of ordinary. And that's something I always want to do. I don't go to like special places or like special events to take pictures. I just want to be in just normal places, yeah. you know, seemingly nothing happening. But I, I always... like uh, just uh, picking on that something special that, that just one split second that something special is happening and I want to take a picture of it. Does the camera, I mean, there are certain settings. Street photography can be tough, right? Because as soon as people see a camera mm-hmm. or a guy with a camera, mm-hmm. they're like, what's that person up to? Right, and right. some cultures sure, are very sure. conservative about capturing images. Have sure. you ever run into that problem? Yeah, a lot of times, especially, yeah, obviously, um, when I go to places like Africa, Middle East, or some part of South America, obviously that thing happens. But so as I said, I always, when I take picture, try to be, try to find happiness in it. So for me, I try not to take picture when, when I feel my subjects, whether that they are people or, or the landscape or not, if they feel like they're suffering or is crying or it's a bad moment, I don't want to take picture of it. So I want to be respectful. I just want to intervene in the split moment where, where they, where I feel once captured, and if I show it to them that they will like it themselves, that themselves that they, they will feel like it's, it's the essence of their lives. So, yes, I mean, it doesn't work, work that way all the time, but some, sometimes people get mad. Uh-huh. But, but I, at least I have, I go about, go, go about it with, the, with that intention. What types of image? I mean, you must by now have tens of thousands of photographs that uh, you love, but... Uh, type of photograph would you say is iconic of Keche? What, are, what mm. is the type of photograph that you would label your favorite? Uh, so it's kind of, well, so some of the images that I like, people say, people ask me if, they, if I set it up, like if I made, that, made people pause or I put them in certain way, like, or if I put trees in certain way, things like that. So for me, is uh, the, the images that I always, uh, always look for are that kind of Moments where it feels like everything is just lined up in a way that it's set up, but it's not. It's yeah. just it's just Perfect the way that it happened. Kind of thing, right? Right. And and the, the images that I really like are the one. And even that's happening, the people in it don't realize that that is happening. And the kind of I want to be. I I like to be the one that that recognize that that moment and take picture of it. Okay, we've got a text from a photography wonk out there. Eight two eight three is asking you, what is your favorite lens for street photography, just generally speaking? Ah, uh, yes. So the when it comes to street photography, a um, lot of people prefer thirty five millimeter. Uh-huh. That's kind of iconic lens for a lot of uh, masters of street photographers. Uh, But for me, I, I prefer uh, 50 millimeter. 50 millimeter. Yeah, it's just, I don't know why, but when I first started, I tried 35 millimeters, but I didn't like it too much. And then I tried 50 millimeter, and it, it was more of kind of my range. It matched up well with my eyes, how I was seeing okay. things. Is it to make the foreground pop a little bit more? or? Yeah, that too, I guess. And, and also the, the whole kind of frame. I guess it also has to do how close I was, I'm getting to my subject, how... 
the the distance that I was comfortable with, and I guess the 50 millimeter was kind of that perfect combination. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I do use different lenses too, but 50 millimeter is like uh, really my my second eye. Cool. We've we've got a, a mutual friend actually, a young lady named Yolanta. You know her. Uh, she yeah. walked me through Molay, where you had a display for a mm-hmm. while, uh, and she told me you have a motto: a good person takes good photos. Yes. Is that your motto? Yes. What's up with that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess some people misunderstand me by saying that, and they might think that I'm kind of bragging about that I'm a good person. <laughs> that, <laughs> Or that I, yeah, that I'm. I'm a. You know, but uh, but it's it's more of a kind of. Uh, it's more of a. It's just I. I'm keep telling myself that, and I try to be that because I see a lot of photographers out there. Um, Even even the famous ones that uh, that would do anything to get the picture that they want, mm. and I've seen time and time again, especially when I visit what they call the third world or developing countries, and they would go to these places and they just uh, you know they just get their cameras right in their faces sure. and take pictures or invade their private lives or just you know, and some of sometimes I see like some like. Five, ten photographers just gathered in some personal moments, and they just take pictures like paparazzis. And I mean, I, I think that's really disrespectful. And it's very easy to be that too, because when you have a camera, when you have this, uh, and you go to these kind of places, I guess it's easy to be taken away and feel like you are you you have this special power with this camera yeah. that you can do a lot of things. But uh, well, so, the camera you're carrying. Is basically a lifetime's income for some of these people right. in these countries, you know? right? And and I don't. And for me, I for me, I feel the cameras camera can really be a weapon in a way. It can it can make someone's life and it can help people, but at the same time, it can really ruin someone's life too. Mm. You know, just especially in Korea, that happens a lot. Sometimes, you know, someone takes picture of someone. Like disturbing images, or that someone have you know having this weird moment, and then it just hit the internet, and you know, and that person is buried forever, you know. Okay. And people look at that image without any context, you know. So that kind of thing, and I always feel like when you take picture, you have to really, really have to be uh, considerate of the the subjects, the people, the that you are taking pictures of, and like I said before, that it doesn't work all the time, but yeah. but I feel like you have to. Go in with that intention in your mind, and that's why I say that good people, good person, take a good picture. Yeah. And I feel like so the so to get a good picture, I think you first have to be a good person. And I see some people have with great images, but the, the process if to, to get that image, you did some something wrong. And I I feel like those images don't last forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might realize it in in the beginning, but I think that the everlasting images. Are not just the ones that with the great result, but the the ones that are, were taken in the right way. So that's something I try. So to it's do. an ethical statement. A good person takes good photos. It's right. kind of an ethics of photography. I should point out, in addition to the images we're sharing on our Koreascape page, there appears to be a, a Pieces of Earth Facebook page. Uh, yes. One you know, Pieces of Earth, one word on Facebook, and there are some amazing K-Che images. I understand you've got a bit of a musical past as well. Uh, yeah, well, so something <laughs> that I'm I'm not too proud of, but uh, not proud. Nah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of person who likes to try everything. Things out that if I like something, so uh-huh. 
So it, I, it was more of my younger days in my 20s. I, I liked music. I mean, I still do, but at the time I wanted to try myself. So I so did. So what were you? Were you the, the lead singer kind of guy? Or? Yeah, I, I, at the time I was writing, writing songs and then I was the, the rapper of the, uh, the group. And I, it was kind of 90s K-pop stuff, I guess. Sweet. Kind yeah. of like Soteji and the Boys kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was inspired by those kind of things and I was kind of, First generation when when the when the hip hop thing was kind of hitting South Korea at the time like early two thousand I was kind of part of that but uh, well I sure wish I wish we had a clip of that I would gladly play that but you say you uh, it was it was music sort of so you were well into photography by the time you were doing this or was music sort of a gateway drug into uh, photography I was taking pictures at the time too but I wasn't taking it as as a profession so at that time I wanted to be a musician but obviously I found out I wasn't too, too good <laughs> so <laughs> what some of what is some of your own favorite so like K-pop of the 90s that's what kind of really struck you 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 still mm-hmm. like that yes sure cool um so in terms of plans for your pieces of earth thing what is this going to look like is it going to be a coffee table book is it going to be a an online property how's the best what's the best distribution for yeah. your photography well, obviously, well, exhibition is well. I have a one exhibition coming up uh, in in April. Uh, that that will be uh, work on the uh, one South America that I did last year. That's uh, here in Seoul. Uh, in Seoul, in Sadong, uh, there is a gallery called uh, Gallery Meme. Cool. And I'll be having exhibition there. Uh, and this is actually my uh, exactly tenth year uh, that I've been doing this whole project. Wow. So I'm uh, hoping to make a make a big book out of it, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, in Korea, photography books don't sell much, uh, but it's something, obviously, something I, I really want to do. I want to kind of gather everything that I've done in the 10 years' time, and then I'll make one really nice book out of it. Mm-hmm. And an exhibition, the the one that I'm having on next year, I'm hoping to have a really big exhibition where I can really show off all, all my works that I've done the past 10 years. Just real briefly, I'm curious, the business model is you just, while you're traveling, you shoot some stuff for magazines, and that's how you kind of survive? Well, I, I take a lot of personal pictures first, and then if I'm contacted by some you know other places, then I do that too. But mostly the business model is well, I come back first, and then from in Korea, I started to do something with the images that I already have. Got it. K. Che is a photographer, a prolific photographer. He's on Instagram. Pieces of Earth, the upcoming project to be revealed, is what you want to search for on Instagram and on Facebook. And we'll flip out a few of his images on our own social media as well. K. Che, it's been a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you for having me.